<laughs> How should we start the show off? <laughs> Water down the wrong pipe. No, it's this cough that I've had for the past three weeks, which is one of the reasons we've. You do sound better than you used to. I sound. You guys better, should have heard like, Andrew on our on our breaks or weeks off. He uh, it was horrible. He was coughing madness. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was like. <coughs> yeah. You well, were, you were in the kitchen and I was like turning my head and I was like he's vis- visibly die. scared. For you. him and myself. I was like, I don't want to get sick. Yeah. But on the other hand, like, how selfish. He might die. I could have died. <laughs> that was my time to die. And I conquered it. You conquered it. I conquered death. I didn't. I'll never say that again. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you better knock on wood, dude. Yeah, I, well, and that's a saying that, you know, is very sacrilegious to say. Uh, Whenever I say, it's funny, that, that expression is like... A million days older than dirt, <laughs> knock on wood. Yeah. But whenever whenever I say that anymore, I just think about Emma Stone singing it in Easy A. <laughs> really? Yeah. I think of the Mighty Mighty Boss Stones. They have a song called Knock on Wood. Uh, I never want to knock on wood. Oh, so it's not a cover of the famous song. No. Knock, knock, knock on wood. No. How you doing? It's been I, like I'm really good. I'm a little bu- hey, just a uh, a pre just a disclaimer. I'm just going to yeah, this is really disappointing. I just want you guys to know it's been weeks and weeks and weeks and I've had at least a couple things to read and I I have no favorite recent read for you tonight. So please do not be disappointed by the end of the episode when Cody has no trade to talk about. I mean, it's just, you know, vintage also, Cody. Also, don't be disappointed. When Andrew doesn't have any trade to talk about, which it has happened once. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is the first. Number, this is the first time in a while. Number do 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 part do do part do hot shots. Yeah, part do part do. Uh, well, this is episode fifty-one of Origins and Adaptations. Whoa. Um Apparently, we said it wrong last episode. And I I don't even remember. No. That. Yeah, we I said like at like abidations or something like that. Oh yeah, I remember that. You yeah. said abidations. <laughs> yeah, I said welcome to origins and adaptation uh, abidations or something like that. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I, like, I thought you were. I you know, thought, it's been I thought you were trying to get it. And I first time messing up, so I think that's pretty good. No, okay, that's that's fine. I mean, that happens. I thought you were <coughs> trying to say we said the wrong episode number last time. No, we've done that so many times. The but episode not last number. Time. The episode number? Last time was episode fifty. No, no, there's so on. many, so many. Let's let's define that. How many times have we said? I would it wrong? say more than ten times. More than ten, really? I think we've said that's it. awful. Yeah, we gotta we gotta nip that in the bud. No more. <laughs> I've tried. No more. I think we're good now. We're good. Are you talking about saying it wrong on the show or mislabeling it? Because that's two different things. Uh, saying it wrong on the show. Really? Yeah, because I always that's bad. I always try to label it. 
I have the last episode when I label it to work off of, so I, I'm usually good there, and so it makes us look bad. Welcome I think to I think, origins and applications. Please send <laughs> them to me as we try to well, replace I think now Andrew. That we, no! I think now that we pass 50, I'm going to try and memorize. Okay, 50 is like the sweet, it, it's, the, it's the starting point. It's the revamping point for it's me. It's a revamp. It's a new season. Yes. New season! Woo-woo! So we 51. We back. 51. Yeah, episode 51. I am Andrew. Those poppers Cody. were a nightmare. I'm sorry. This is Chris talking over us as we're introducing ourselves. (laughs) Ah, Chris. Go away, Chris. We love you, Chris. Go away, Chris. Come on. Come on. Chris has an awesome collection of guitars. And this room has gotten so much more beautiful. Oh, you guys. (laughs) We're... We're going to make Chris blush. Come oh, on we already now. Luckily, do. no one can see him. I know. Not even <laughs> us. Um, Chris, what's the banjo for? <clears throat> playing music? Uh, banjo is a going- five-string instrument, sometimes four, uh, usually used in bluegrass. But are you are you in a bluegrass band? No, no. Plays I rest banjo. my case. He plays banjo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I use it in different things, church and such. I've no, seen this. I've seen this man play it. Okay. I, I just wondered... <laughs> I just wanted to give him a hard time for a moment. I was like, I was like, an acoustic, a Les Paul, a Charvel, hollow body, and a banjo. Well, then there's a mandolin. Oh. So I was like, what the heck's that up with too? And but then I was acoustic. like, I guess Led Zeppelin used mandolin, so I guess that's excusable. And then we're, I, we're not exclusive here. We're open to all all genres. Yeah. No, if you guys thing. need something recorded, hook up yourselves with Suede, suede Records. Records. Hashtag Suede Records. Um, they're wonderful. Yes. Um, let's get into this. You know, origins and adaptations. We do have a lot of Comic news tonight. Books. Yeah. What do we have first? We have oh. uh, the return of the Fantastic Four. Uh, so, the Fantastic Four in comics, not movies. I uh, I want to reiterate that. Uh, you know, this is not. They're coming back in movie form. But the Fantastic Four after Secret Wars, which was Marvel's big event. I want to say three. Years ago, um, it may have been four, but three years ago was their major event in which <clears throat> the all the Marvel universes kind of collided uh, and came together, and it was supposed to shake the status quo of Marvel, and all it did was put ultimate characters in the 616 universe and then get rid of the Fantastic Four. Um, that's really all it did. What happened is Reed Richards... Susan Richards and their children are now kind of like in this like cosmos where their son is designing um, worlds or Reed Richards is designing worlds and then their son is uh, pretty much putting them into existence. And so kind of re-stabilizing the universes that Secret Wars destroyed. Um and then Valerie Richards, who is their daughter, who is like super intelligent, has this team of explorers and they're doing like a Lewis and Clark expedition kind of thing by going into these unknown universes and finding out like what they're all about and stuff. Mm. Um, so that happened. And then Ben Grimm uh, joined the Guardians of the Galaxy, I want to say. Okay. And Johnny Storm joined the Inhumans and has been doing his own kind of thing. So yeah, cool. There was all that. Sounds cool. <laughs> um, so they should be returning. Uh, there is some kind of hints and teases at the family returning. 
Right now, uh, Peter Parker owns the Baxter building. Actually, I don't know if he does because he lost his company. But uh, So, yeah, that's a little bit of news there. Uh, one thing next on the list is Russo Brothers to direct Deadly Class, <clears throat> which is an assassin. It's an assassin school comic. Uh, it's going to be on sci-fi, which I'm not too excited about. Because I've never really liked anything on sci-fi. Amen. The sci-fi channel. What are you saying? Like what? It's usually what's all, on there that you like. It's usually all. Did, wait, he said amen. Amen. Oh, I thought you said hey man. I was like, <laughs> no. I was like, let me know. Yeah, like, what do I need to watch to change my? When mind? I was a kid growing up, there was occasionally like fun, goofy stuff on there, but I never thought that it was anything great. Yeah, and so I'm. I'm skeptical. The only thing I'm not skeptical about is it's the Russo brothers. Uh, if you don't know who they are, they are the ones that uh, directed Winter Soldier and Civil War and the ones who are currently directing Avengers Infinity, which is the third Avengers movie. Hmm. Um, so, I don't know. They have some really good stories to tell, and if anyone could do this, maybe they could. Um, I wasn't too really into Deadly Class. I think I read two volumes, <clears throat> two trades, and it kind of bummed me out. It's not an uplifting story. Lots of people die. Um, it's not my style. So, I i don't know. I'm excited for it. Mm. I'm not really excited for it, but I'm going to watch it, probably. Um, then Disney refuses to let ABC cancel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after season four, um, which is the latest season. And... I more power to them. I think networks cancel TV shows too soon. Um, I think Shield is a great show that needs to stay on. Um, has great actors and it has a great set of characters. And I think it would be a bummer to have ABC see the show not doing well as others like Modern <coughs> Modern Family and stuff like that. But then Disney being able to step in and be like, "No, you are not." canceling our show yeah that's um, really cool i think that's kind of cool it's i think uh, uh program cancellation is funny because sometimes i see these shows go on for seasons and seasons that are getting weaker and weaker by the minute and yeah. it's very obvious and then some shows <coughs> i mean i don't even need to name names are canceled after a season or two and they're really good yeah or some shows might get more than that but it's still not quite enough time for them to totally develop and come out of their cocoon well i think I mean, to bring it to, uh, for example, um, How I Met Your Mother was supposed to be three seasons. Right. Um, and then after- Was it three? I thought it was four. Was it four? It was it, around it was there. A limited, yeah. It was a limited number. They, they, had, they had planned the story to be that long, mm -hmm. and then after the fourth season, uh, CBS was like, hey, it was CBS, right? Uh, uh, yes, I'm pretty sure. I yeah. think so. Uh, they said no. You can't. You we're not going to let you finish it. Like this brings in too many viewers. So they essentially forced them to extend the show another four seasons, right? Or five seasons. Is it season eight or season nine? I believe the there's one. nine. Is there, there's either nine seasons or ten seasons. I believe. I don't think it's ten. I'm pretty sure it's nine. Then. Um, Dang it! You know what? It might even be eight. My, I don't know why my memory with How I Met Your Mother, like, I, I could tell you how many seasons were in Seinfeld and 
Roseanne, like older stuff, but I, for some reason, how I, met, how I Met Your Mother is just escaping because me. Because How I Met Your Mother, you want to forget those last seasons. I didn't um, actually have a problem with the last season. I thought the season prior to it was weak, and I thought the ending of the last episode was very, very disappointing. Yeah. I even liked the way they wrapped up some of the things in it. Like, they go through all these characters that Ted met throughout mm-hmm. his life and how they fit into his life and where they went. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. That was really nice. Yeah, that was a good episode. That was, it, it, yeah. was, it was really cool. I think that was in the... Because the last episode was a twofer. It was a two-part. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, <clears throat> yeah, it, it's always a bummer when they... Expe- I thought that episode had... <clears throat> oh, well. That episode had more emotional impact than the last episode did. Yeah, it opinion. did. But, yeah, so it's kind of a bummer that... I mean, it's cool that, anyways, getting back to S.H.I.E.L.D., it's it's yeah. cool that Disney stepped in, but it's kind of a bummer that they were already trying to, that they were already trying to cancel it. Yeah, and it's because- Not them, but the networks. Up to the season, it didn't have a lot of good ratings um, or viewings, and but this season, it, it like spiked, like it shot up. I know a lot of people who watch it, that surprises me. Yeah. I just can't believe the arrow's still on this. Yeah. TV is fickle and it's unpredictable. <laughs> right, right there, arrow, yeah. arrow. Um, so Marvel Legacy is not as good as DC Rebirth. That's all I'm going to say. It's bad. It's not as good. Marvel Legacy is trying to do what DC did with Rebirth in like small doses, but they aren't. They aren't changing anything, like. Legacy is all about, oh, the old characters. We're bringing the old characters back. Right. But now we have two Thors, two Captain Americas, three Spider-Men, uh, 50 Ultrons, 60 Thanoses. I don't know. Uh, it's just So like, what you're saying is, as opposed to replacing the role back to its rightful person, they're just crowding Yes. It's just more. It's crowded. It's so crowded. Marvel's kind of always done that, though, right? I mean, there's all the spider characters, all the... Well, no, because... Variations of... The the other spider characters, though, were their own people. Like, with... After, after yeah, the Clone Saga, you still... Yeah, but it's still, still, it's you still had, crowded, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it, it didn't used to be, though. I would say, like, you had Scarlet Spider, but Scarlet Spider wasn't doing stuff in Spider-Man. And so you didn't really have you didn't have to worry about what Skylar Skylar Spider was. So you're saying because they had their own story trajectory, it wasn't. There there are literally two Thors, two Captain Americas, and two Spider Men now. That's just too much. It's like what is going on? And you know, to quote the Spice Girls, "Too much of something is bad enough." Yeah, they they put it right. And R.I.P. All right, (laughs) Spice Girls R.I.P. Anyways, carry on. Uh, No, it's just not as good. Um, I'm, I, I just want to throw it out there. I probably have a lot more to say about it. I'll probably talk about it on other podcasts. Dude, you're more than welcome to. Um. You know that. Yeah. That's why I'm here. <laughs> that's why we do this, right? Um, <clears throat> next is Tom Willing, who, for those who do not know, is Superman from the Smallville series, Clark Kent. Um, he wants to be on Flash. Which I think is interesting. Hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know who he'd play in Flash. Like, I don't know. It's weird because they have legacy. Isn't it cool they have legacy how you actors. can reach a certain level of like? I mean, 
he's big enough that he can just be like, I want to be in this. Yeah. And it makes the news. Is he big enough? I feel like he's irrelevant now, though. I think this not is him really trying to become... Big, not so much big enough, but at one time, he was Smallville, he was, Smallville like the CW. was important enough He was the, the CW, CW actor. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. So because of that, it's like, oh, it's newsworthy that this guy wants to be on a show I see, right I now. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I find it funny, though. I think it's just him trying to be relevant again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, It'd be oh, like if there was some new... Your... I mean, I think he's already on Fuller House, but... Uh, like not right right now, but it'd be like if there was some new family uh, comedy show out, like you know, a kid aimed yeah. family comedy, and John Stamos was like, "I want to be on this show," and it just makes the news headline. Is Bob Saget's Fuller House, right? He's on there, yeah. Okay. All the all the uh, adults have cameos. Sweet. I wa- You know, okay. I'm gonna talk about this for a second. Okay. Cause did you watch season two? I try. <laughs> it's not as good as season one. Well, season one is still ridiculous, but it's fun, and I thought it was really it was a great nostalgia blast. Season two, it was really hard to get into, and then there was a few things they had one of the kids say, and I was like, "Did he just say that? That was kind of weird and like not racy, but just kind of, I don't know." At one point, it's implied that this like. Seven, 17 year old not 17 year old 7 year old boy has a crush on Blake Shelton and it's that's a, weird it's implied I don't I don't think that they're saying he really like actually does yeah but he's like then I looked up photos of Blake Shelton and I was a lot happier and I, and I was like did he really just say that I think they were just trying to go for something like random and spontaneous yeah. and comedic but there it was a bunch of lines like that not just him but they gave a lot of weird lines to uh, Kimmy, the uh, old neighbor. Okay. The, the, the neighbor. And I don't know. Like, there, there's a, a lot of other things, too. Hmm. And most people don't like the character that the, the middle child Stephanie became. Oh, okay. She's just too racy, too, you know. Sexual, too out too, there. Too sexually charged, perhaps. Promiscuous. Yeah. Sluts. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um... But Candace Cameron's a Christian, so it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. Uh, another interesting fact is the DCCU, DC Cinematic Universe, <clears throat> might become a standalone universe. What that means is <clears throat> that they wouldn't go the Avenger route. That uh, That the movies after Justice League... Are there their own movies, and they're not going to force the other characters in them? Um, they're still in the universe. Uh, so, like, Gal Gadot is still Wonder Woman, and Ben Affleck is still Batman, and all of this stuff, but there's not so much focus on, hey, you have to worry about this continuity, because we are... Because they won't be able to keep up with it. Yeah, they just, uh, essentially, I think they're, <laughs> they, they're try- they have tried... And I think we're going to get that with Justice Justice League. We've already seen it from the trailer. This Batman isn't the Batman we got in BVS. Uh, it's Ben Affleck as Batman, but he's already filled more. He's already more filled with hope, and he's yeah. already more trusting. Which I get. He was at the end of the first Bat. Uh, at the end of BVS, but that yeah, literally hardly. happened in ten minutes. And it's just like, yeah, I. I can't see like this is an entirely different character, um, and then 
uh, I know that um, James Wu. Uh, I'm going to say his last name wrong. Um, but the <coughs> the director of Aquaman has already come out and said that Aquaman will be its own movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be solely focused just on Aquaman, not the universe around him. Okay. Um, and so that's another just piece of evidence that they are going in that direction, uh, that they aren't going the Avengers direction, which is what I said what they should have done originally, um, which was these standalone solo movies uh, that were kind of connected, like these characters existed in these universes, but they, but there was no emphasis on them to be connected. Uh, and you, mm. as much as the Marvel movies are, uh, with exceptions of like Doctor Strange and Guardians of the Galaxy, which don't inter- like have any connection with the rest. Well, I think the first like couple Marvel movies were kind of like there's there's hints and Easter eggs, but yeah. like Iron Man was its own thing, and there was a couple well, others. Iron Man was the original. So. <clears throat> but I mean, I mean, I mean, like the first couple. <clears throat> but like I'm saying that there weren't any other like cameos in that movie. No, and. Uh, I really don't think they had that. And Hulk, that... I guess. I guess Stark was in Hulk, wasn't he? At the very end, yeah. I mean, it's such a small cameo. It was a really small cameo, and I really don't think they had plans until Disney bought uh, the rights. That would make that would make sense because uh, I believe that the first Iron Man is uh, was distributed by Paramount. Okay. Um, I might be wrong there, uh, but I'm pretty sure it was Paramount. Um, and then when Disney bought Marvel, I feel like this has it been that long since Disney bought Marvel. I feel like, I feel like Disney bought Marvel in early two thousands, but I guess it was like mid, mm. mid two thousands. Disney got Star Wars in 2014, right? Yes. Well, how, when did how Force much, Awakens how, come out? 2015. Right. Yes. Yeah, I'm so trying to think how much. No, 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 no. 2013. Because they didn't make Star Wars in a year. I remember hearing about it the year I graduated school. So I mean, of course, there is the time. There's the year overlap during the school year. It could be. It could have been 13. I just remember it was during my last year of of college, okay. and I graduated in 14. But it could have been at the beginning, and it could have been 13. Okay. So how much earlier than that did Disney get a hold of Marvel? Well, Avengers had already been out, and Disney had it by Thor, I want to say. But it might have only been Captain America. Hmm. Um, 2010? That sounds closer. I'll have to look it up. No. Maybe. No. 2000. 2000, I want to say 2009, 2008. Mm. Um, and Iron Man came out in 2007. So, I don't know. It's interesting. No, and that that's why those original ones were standalone movies. Uh, like Incredible Hulk and uh, the first Iron Man. And then you start getting more of it in Iron Man 2 with Black Widow. Uh, that's where you get more of Nick Cage... <clears throat> you start seeing what Shield actually is, and then you mean, you mean Nick Fury? Did I say Nick Cage? Yeah, yeah. Nick Love Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage is in that movie. Everyone. Oh, hey man, uh. he's he's a huge part of the Marvel universe. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, Nick Fury, and then the prototype Captain America shield. And then at the very end when Coulson says there's something in New Mexico that he has to go find, and you find out that that's Thor's hammer. But, yeah. I caught you up to speed on what happened in Iron Man 2. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I've seen Iron Man 2. Yes, you have. I haven't seen the third one, though. You have not. I think it's the only Marvel movie you haven't seen. I still love that part in Iron Man 2, and I forget his name every time, the dude with the glasses, the... Justin, Justin Hammer? Yeah. Yeah. When, he, when he's like, you feel bad? Good! <laughs> Sam Rockwell is awesome. <laughs> you um, feel bad? Good. Good. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Craig is in talks to play Mr. Sinister in the Gambit movie. First of all, why is Mr. Sinister in the Gambit movie? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, also, but Daniel before, Craig. Before, uh, it's hard for me to get excited about a Gambit movie when he hasn't. Do well, we need a solo Gambit movie? That's my. I don't think so. We should get a. I, I would agree with there you. There should be a Gambit Rogue movie. <laughs> so here's here's what I was going to say is before they do a Gambit solo movie, yeah. why don't they get an X Men movie right? That yeah. has Gambit in it. We're going to talk about that later. And, oh, I know we will. Oh, I know we will. But I just want to say, like, I, oh, can we just get a good Gambit movie? Like a or, good, pardon a me, good a, a good, Gambit. A good, a good X-Men movie with a good Gambit in it, and then maybe focus on the solo ones. Did you see Wolverine? No, or uh, X-Men Origins? No, I didn't see that, because everyone okay. told me it was trash. Yeah, same thing. I did see... Did you see The Wolverine? Yes. Okay. Which actually, I, I liked a lot of parts of it. I didn't I mean, I bought the movie. I actually, yeah. I enjoyed it enough that I wanted to rewatch it. But, um, would you say it's better than X Men Apocalypse? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I would, I would say that movie's still better than, I might like it almost as much as the future past. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll get into Apocalypse later for all you guys yeah. who are wondering. Are you going to give Logan another chance? Oh, um, was it just called Logan? Yeah. Uh, so, well, it's not that I didn't like it, just so everyone out there knows. Yes. When Andrew says give it another chance, asleep. I fell asleep yeah. through it. And um, I caught parts of it, but not the whole story. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm probably going to watch it again. Okay. Would you watch it again? No. I mean, yes. <laughs> no? <laughs> um, Can you find depends, someone to watch it with me? Depends on the day. <laughs> If I have nothing else to watch, I'll watch it with you. The sad thing is you and I always have more to watch. Oh, yeah. I have so much to watch. That's, yeah, there's a lot I'd rather be watching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd probably rather watch Saved by the Bell. I wouldn't, but. I would. I know you would. <laughs> and the thing is, that's not even like a, a favorite show of mine. It's not. I've never seen Cody watch it once. <laughs> I've I've heard him talk about it, but I've never seen him. No, I, le- I legitimately I legitimately think I'd be more entertained by <clears throat> Saved by the Bell than most. Would X- you go watch X Men based movies? Would nowadays. you go watch the se- first season of Friends again? Oh yeah, yeah I know. Um, <laughs> Adam is going to be the next character for Injustice Two. You don't want to drink that. Um, uh, after I think Hellboy was just released, and so the Adam is going to be the next character. It's weird because they went with the Iron Man kind of route, where he looks like Iron Man, which is very different from his comic book look. For those who do not know, the Adam is a guy who, who he's essentially Ant Man, except yeah. 
he can go even smaller. Mm-hmm. He can go subatomic. Um, and yeah, so it's weird that they're doing. He's cooler. I I remember thinking when when I read him in uh, I don't think so some of the DC stuff that I read isn't he in isn't he in Blackest Night Brightest Day probably he's a big character you don't think um, he, you don't think he's as cool as Ant Man his suit like I think that I think the his, his abilities and stuff I think the Ant Man suit's cooler but what um, can the Ant Man suit do that no it just looks cooler oh no I, I'm just talking abilities and things they it's they're the same abilities they shrink. But the atom, like you just said, can go subatomic. Yeah. Okay. So his powers are a little bit more. Yeah. Then. I I would I would just just you know suspect that that means he could do other things that Ant Man couldn't do. That's, I guess that's so. all. I don't know. But in like I don't know how science based his pound, stories pound are. Pound for pound, like in the comics, they pretty much do the same stuff. Gotcha. Um, pound for pound. Yeah. That expression. I used it. Pound for pound, Allen Iverson is the greatest. Pound for pound, Allen Iverson is the greatest basketball player of all time. Someone told me, hmm. false. <laughs> uh, I agree. Uh, it's debatable. I mean, I like all time. I, I I like. You know, actually, I take it back. I don't like Allen Iverson that much. <laughs> I think he's kind of entertaining because we talking about practice. Yeah. I mean, how silly is that? No. Uh. I don't know. There's there's other point guards that I like, and there's also other characters that I like more than Ant Man and the Atom. So, oh, there's a lot more. <laughs> so we shouldn't get too hung up on those two. No. Uh, Iron Fist to be in Luke Cage season two, which was expected. Before we get too ahead of ourselves, I want to. Chris chimed in there, and I, I actually want to ask him his opinion. Chris, who do you think is pound uh, for pound the best basketball pound, player? Pound for pound, Michael Jordan. I agree. That's, <laughs> like, pound for Cody. pound, he is still Cody's. he is still the greatest. Player. I just okay. wanted to play devil's advocate a little bit, uh, just a wee bit. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with uh, Nick Young. No, I'm kidding. Nick Castle. Young. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to go with Nick Van Axel. I'm going to go with uh, you know a little bit of Myers Leonard. I'm going to go with former great, former Gonzaga great Austin Day. Ooh, Austin Day. Yeah, look him up. Yeah. <laughs> no, he sucked. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can move on now. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to pick his brain. Who's thanks, the thanks, blazer Chris. that? Who's the blazer? Blazer that created the TV show after he was on the Blazers. Uh, what? That we could have gotten Durant, but we got him and Greg Oden. Greg Oden. Greg yeah. Oden. Yeah. What TV show did he? He create? he would like go around on the streets and like. Just interview people. It was terrible. It was a stupid show. Huh. I was like, yeah, I think it was like Odin's Talks or something like that. Interesting. Uh, he would go around on the streets and tear his ACLs. Yeah. <laughs> but we would give him money anyway. Both of them. Uh, for those who do not know, who do like don't know where we live, we live around the Portland metro area. So plays the Trailblazers, Portland Trailblazers. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. I don't know what what you're talking about. <laughs> Shut up. He he. Uh, it's satellite. We satellite Chris in. Yeah. Um. But he has his recording stuff here. <laughs> we satellite me too. That's why I'm we, actually from Philly. <laughs> we're all from different places, but Cody's still my roommate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I fly <clears throat> in every night to sleep. <laughs> my gosh. So expensive. <laughs> what do you no do sense. all day? You're just on a plane. <laughs> <It's> so dumb. 
Um, that hollow body is really nice. Sorry. Is. Okay, back on the back on the Your right track. Your body's really nice. Non Cody. DC is getting rid of the Rebirth banner on top of their comics in December, which is kind of cool. Um, I mean, it's good to go back to the way it just is. Yeah, regular. So, for those who do not know, uh, it's, been, o- it's sing- been over a year. Yeah, the single issues all have the DC Rebirth banner on the top to show that these are all part of the same kind of uh, storyline and event that's happened. Uh, which I think the newest event, which starts in November, is called Doomsday Clock. And it's pretty much, it is like the best Watchmen um, love note ever. Cool. <clears throat> like all the panels are going to be in the same three by three by three. So the nine panels, uh, the covers all look very Watchmen-y. Um, apparently, it's just going to be the the meeting between Doctor Manhattan and Superman. Uh, for the and I'm for those who do not know, they they're not going to fight. Because Doctor Manhattan would demolish Superman. Well, he would. The thing is about Manhattan is he can't really fight. He just disintegrates things. He's just, yeah, but he can disintegrate Superman. Yeah, he so. can disintegrate. Well, he can disintegrate anything. <clears throat> yeah, he could disintegrate the universe as we know it if he wanted. Which to. Which is kind of what happened. Yeah, with uh, New Fifty Two. <clears throat> um, Vertigo relaunches in two thousand eighteen. Um, Vertigo was DC's dark kind of universe that's where you get sandman and uh i think fables is vertigo and i think it is too and then you got i just saw the uh, hellblazer was vertigo where that's constantine is the main character of that um (laughs) what is that face uh doesn't hellblazer doesn't that character smoke he does but your face when you're doing it i just made this (laughs) smoker's face like Um, Hellblazer, <laughs> uh, Swamp Thing was Vertigo, and DC, or Justice League Dark was Vertigo as well, I believe. Um, which is all the, <clears throat> they're the Dark characters. Um, so yeah, that relaunches in 2018. So that, <clears throat> there was a tease that Swamp Thing might come back that is probably going to be on Vertigo, um... I know that Hellblazer is currently going through on DC Rebirth, but there's a chance that Hellblazer might go back to Vertigo. Um, it would be cool if Neil Gaiman came back and maybe did some Sandman stories. Uh, it doesn't have to be the Sandman storyline, but it could be like overtures and stuff like that, just single one-shots uh, instead of long shots. <clears throat> and then, yeah, I'm excited. It's cool. I like it when things get relaunched. Old companies get brought back and old stories get brought back Mm. i think it's cool uh robert kirkman the wow really really emphasize the man there kirkman kirkman it's kirkman um the writer for writer slash creator of invincible and the walking dead uh has a new coming uh new comic coming out called oblivion song um which i'm excited for yeah um it seems very dark you know, dark, dark. Uh, it, I think it's because he is uh, invincible. Is ending with issue one forty four, and so, um, I'm pretty sure it's since that's done, he's able to start a new project. Walking Dead is still going because that 
literally just prints out money from, and he'll never end it. Uh, Static Shock is going to be revived um, by Kyle Baker in spring of 2018. So we're going to get a Static Shock comic, <clears throat> which I'm excited about as well. <clears throat> Superwoman, Blue Beetle, we are talking about revivals. However, those are going to be the first Rebirth titles to be canceled. Uh, both those titles are not doing well sales-wise. Mm. And for good reason. I would say Blue Beetle's... Um, the writing just hasn't been on point. I like Jaime Reyes. I like what he's been going through, but I don't know. I enjoy Ted Cord more, who is the original Blue Beetle. Um, we've talked about him before on the show. Uh, and Superwoman is okay. I know that Steel's in it, the su- like right. the guy who's Superman, but he's all Steel. John Irons, isn't that his name? Yep. Yeah. His middle name's Henry too, like John Henry. That's incredible. Because of the uh, the axe, the uh, the hammer. Yeah. Um. So those are the first rebirth titles to be canceled. Uh, it's always sad when books are canceled because that means people are out of jobs and mm-hmm. characters kind of get lost in the wayside. Uh, but I don't know. I think not have not carrying on with titles that you know aren't doing well is commendable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about this with canceling shows, but I feel like that's a bigger deal when you cancel a show versus canceling a comic. Well, sure. Um, and these comics had good Because how many more people watch those shows than watch comics? Yes. Or uh, watch, read, read, comics. read comics, yeah. Um, also, uh, just the lifespan of both these comics. I think they got to uh, 24, 24 issues. Which is pretty good, uh, since Marvel keeps canceling comics after, like, three or four issues. Uh, so I, I think it's cool that they gave it a chance. They gave, gave it a good run, um, but they're at this point where they know it's just not, it's just not working. Um, so they need to try something else. Um, then another announcement is Punisher premieres November 17th. Now, this was supposed to premiere in October... But because mm. of the uh, shootings that was that happened in Vegas, mm-hmm. um, it got delayed. Um, hmm. Marvel chose the decisions that maybe they shouldn't release the um, their show of a man who is obsessed with weapons to dole out justice on his own hand on his own hands. Uh, to release a month after the Vegas shootings. Hmm. So. I mean, it's still the same year. Like, I don't know how much of a difference that yeah, makes. Yeah, I don't know. They're weird. I think they should have just released it. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't have <coughs> thought that anyway. That's funny. Yeah. So, it's just them trying to be PC. And Dude, I... <laughs> I you, keep, you hit your mic. X-23 is being scripted. Uh, for those who do not know... I keep saying that this whole episode. Uh, X-23 is... Hey, it's been a while. It has been a while. <laughs> and, you know, in three weeks, people might forget things. And so I have to remind might. them. Might. Uh, X-23 is the little girl in the movie Logan. Um, that's Laura. And she is... I'm pretty sure they're going. They're scripting the movie based on that character. Like, there's going to be an X-23 movie, which I totally called... Um, 
when people asked, do you think there's going to be another Wolverine movie? And I said, no, the, I don't know if it's going to be a Wolverine movie, but it's going to be a movie with her. Like, she's going to be the main character of the next one. And there will be another Wolverine-ish character uh, still on the screen because people are going to pay money to see that. Um, I think it's awesome because I actually really enjoyed that character. She was my favorite character of that movie. Um, so I'll, I'll, I think I might actually enjoy this movie, X-23, more than Logan. Um, because I think she fits the character better than... Um, I've had I've always, you know, ranted about Wolverine. Yeah, and my of Hugh Jackman's portrayal of Wolverine. Uh, I've never loved it either. I mean, I, well, there's been times where it was growing on me, and then it grows off. Yeah, like a like a fine mole. A f- what? What? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. He's just he's not very Wolverine-ish. Yeah. Uh, a Deathstroke movie is in the works. Cool. Um, and it's being directed by the director of The Raid. Uh, oh, cool. So I'm actually really excited for this movie. Yeah, that could be, be really entertaining. It might be the first DC movie where I went, okay, I need to see this. Yeah, because, um, I mean, those martial arts sequences are pretty great in The Raid. Yeah. And if we can get, like, a brutal treatment for Deathstroke, who is, like, the most deadly assassin, mm-hmm. that will be incredible. Yeah. Um, and then Zachary Levi is being cast as Shazam. Shazam. <clears throat> so, I feel weird with this one. I think he can portray a childish man-child mm-hmm. um, very well, which Shazam is. Yeah. Uh, he, this guy needs to get jacked. Right. <clears throat> For, uh, Zachary Levi is um, in the show Chuck. He is the main character in the show, Chuck, and he's very scrawny and very skinny. But I think he has height. Yeah. So if he bulks out, he can. I think he can do it. Really? I think he can possibly. Because if you told me that not another teen movie, Chris Evans, was going to be Captain America, I would have laughed in your face. Oh, I know. Yeah. <clears throat> and he is the perfect Captain America. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he I mean, even him being the Human Torch, I was kind of, I was kind of like, oh, yeah. he's Captain America? <laughs> him? And he ended up being so You know who great? was almost Captain America? Who? Jim from The Office. <laughs> that would have been a little funny to me. Yeah, John Krasinski. I like him as an actor. <clears throat> he's 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 yeah. funny. He's good. Um, what were some other casting choices? So I think Zachary Levi was another one. <clears throat> There's actually, which is funny because Zachary Levi was in the second Thor movie. Oh, something I read. Um, in the last week that I thought was interesting. It's not new news, but it was uh, something that was freshly reiterated. Uh, the number of like casting choices and recastings and, and do away do away with so that uh, Warner Brothers did with the old Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher Batman movies. Okay. So I can't remember which one, but one of the Wayne's brothers was going to be Robin. Wayne's brothers? Yeah. Um, I can't I can't remember which one it was, but he still gets a paycheck. Really? To this day, he still gets a paycheck for that because they promised him he was going to have that role. Like they signed a, a contract. Black rap Robin. Yeah, he I was, actually would have enjoyed. He was going. He, he, he was going to play. Old. What's up? Still too old. In 1991, I don't know. That's when Scary Movie came out. What? 
No. When did Scary Movie come no, out? No, that was 10 years later, dude. That was that was 2001? Yeah. Oh. Then, yeah, he would have been, been a good Robin. Yeah. I, I can't remember if he was going to play Tim or Dick. I think he was going to be... I think he was actually going to be Tim. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know how they Because Tim was the Robin at the time. Yeah, I don't know how they are going to write that. But anyways, so that didn't work out. But then um, so they went Robin from- Williams is really mad about the fact that he was tentatively going to be Joker. Then they said no. Then they were like, oh, but you can be Riddler. And then they said no. Because Tim Burton was going to have him be the Riddler, and then when Joel Schumacher got on the project, they said, no, it's good. Let's, let's have Jim Carrey. And uh, someone in the interview asked Robin, they said, uh, so what do you think? Would you say yes to a new Batman role um, offer? And he said, well, I don't know what is real anymore. They keep saying, hey, do you yeah. want this role? Hey, do you want that role? And he said... I don't know that they're gonna follow through with it. So what's the point in saying? What's the point in agreeing? Yeah. Um, so that was kind of weird, and there are a number of other things too. But apparently, casting—he would be a good trickster. Yeah. Yeah. I guess casting for those movies though was a nightmare. He would have been a good trickster. Well, yeah, he's he's he he's passed away. Dead, yeah. He passed. Hey. I'm hey, sorry. Hey. <laughs> yeah. No, he passed away. Um, but uh, yeah, so I guess I guess casting for those ones w- was kind of a nightmare. Yeah, I would assume so. But it's crazy. They were a nightmare of movies. Yeah. Well, not all. Well, not all of them. What do you mean? The last two. Well, Forever is still kind of a fun movie. The the but no, it's it's the casting was mostly a nightmare for Returns and and. Uh, oh, the original. Well, just the fact that they did away with characters because of Burton leaving the project, and okay. Burton was yeah. basically forced off the project because of the fact that. Batman Returns wasn't as lucrative as its uh, predecessor. predecessor, and then also um, was it was, return was it was just scarier, and they didn't a, want they didn't want that was forever more lucrative than Returns. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, it was a bigger movie. I think it, I think it actually made as much money, if not more, than the original. Than the original. That's sad. Yeah, but Batman and Robin did not. Batman and Robin flopped. Good. That's a terrible movie. <laughs> So that's a little bit no of nostalgia. No movie with a bat credit card should ever do well. Bat nipples. <sighs> and freaking Barbara Gordon being the niece of Alfred. Just, uh, oh, yeah. Just hurts. Her her dad's name was Wilfred, mm. a character name they totally made up. Uh, and she's like, suit me up, Uncle Alfred. Uh, that's creepy. The niece wanted to be dressed up by her uncle. Well, he she's talking she to a computer to screen. It was it was like a uh, I can't remember if it was an AI of him or something. It, it it was like his voice or something through a computer. She wasn't asked. It's still creepy to, to say. Dress me, suit Su- me up, mate. Suit me up. Yeah. Well, I think what she meant by that was just like, let's see what we have here in the artillery, because she just wanted to see the weapons. Because of course, the whole point is sell toys. It's to sell toys and show you the bat butt thing. That was weird. I remember as a kid seeing that. T- the toys had very, very defined, uh, buttocks. defined buttockses. They did. Yeah. My mom thought that was so funny and more than a bit creepy yeah. that they were selling those they to kids. They really liked putting those butts on toys. <laughs> you know, it wasn't just flat. It was it was defined. No, it was a bat butt, not a it flat was a butt. bat butt. Um, okay, okay. That is it for news. New topic. New topic? Nude topic. No. Uh, 
we are going to talk about X-Men Apocalypse. So this isn't let's this is together out of date movie already. Yes. This is (laughs) Yes. This is over a year old. I I think it was last May. Not this last May, but the year before that. Yeah, so we didn't see it because we didn't think that it was worthwhile, and it's not. No. Let's say five nice things about this movie. Okay, cool. Because we're going to tear apart this movie. Okay. And so I want to treat this movie like a person uh, and say five nice things about it. Okay. Um, uh, Oh, oh. Mm. Scott Summers' uh, optic blast work on things. I mean, he, he actually, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like it works. Except for cloth. His eyes were, no, no, remember his eyes were shut. Oh, right, right, right. But I don't know what the point to, of that was He either. needed that to close his eyes. Maybe it just helped him keep his eyes shut. Yeah, but what if he gets bumped and he's, if he opens them, they still go off? No, I'm I'm just stating the obvious because of course his optic blast should work. Everyone, Everyone's powers were what their powers were. Yeah, and that was cool. Yeah, they had powers. Um, I thought Storm looked like she did when she was that age in the comics. Storm looks more comic book accurate. Way more mm-hmm. comic book mm-hmm. accurate. The hair and the face. So did Psylocke. I would accent. say Psylocke was the most comic book, visually the most comic book accurate character. Mm. So that's three. Um, we have to get the five. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not moving on until I still liked Michael Fassbender as Magneto. Yep, his portrayal of that character was still solid. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd agree. Um, what's his Nightcrawler's name? accent was very German. Yeah. yeah. I like what's his name from uh, American Horror Story oh, Quicksilver. as Quicksilver, yeah. Yeah. That's he, five. He he's solid. Yeah. I'm not gonna say like I'm head over heels for his portrayal, but he's solid. Yeah. Um that's five. That's five. All right, let's go for it. This movie is horrible. This movie sucks. <laughs> uh, so I oh gosh. Um it is entirely forgettable. Like, if you don't watch this movie, you're fine. So, do we want to talk about the ending and how, like, basic... So, disclaimer. Cody and I got through... We watched it with our friend Kevin. Cody and I got through two-thirds of this movie and said, if we fast-forward through the rest of this movie, we won't care. And right. so we did. We, we did, and we understood everything. We understood everything. Like there was nothing that was like, "What happened there?" Yeah, and even we, and just for just for kicks, we went ahead and watched the honest trailers, and they more or less say, "Yeah, the only plot is it's Apocalypse versus the X Men, and that's all it is. That's all it is. That's it, the movie. Yeah, there is no undertone. There is no like good developed side plot. Nope, it is." From the beginning, it is, oh, here's Apocalypse, here are the X-Men, and they're going to fight. So let's talk about the flaws of 
this movie? Like, do we want to go oh, so least many. great to biggest flaws, or do we, how do we want to do this? Because let's let's, there, ha- let's have some structure. I here. would say there are nitpicky flaws that is Andrew Cooper nitpicky flaws. Okay. Uh, uh, Angel's design, Archangel's design, mm-hmm. his just not who he is as the character, but his design is horrible. Mm-hmm. And compared to the original comic, it's bad. It's not good at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cosmetics on Nightcrawler are really bad. Like, he has his hands that are supposed to be three-fingered hands, and they are rubber gloves. They are flopping everywhere. They yeah. look ginormous. It's weird. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, there's that scene where he was trying to turn off the... He was, like, inside the like the prison... And he was like trying to tell them what's going to happen. Uh, that wasn't good at all. Uh, Beast looks horrible. Uh, that's not even that's not a nitpick on Andrew. I don't part. get that's, the skinny beast. The skinny beast, the tall, lanky, skinny beast who is a shy nerd. Ugh, it's it's. Uh, I can go on for days. Um, I would say those are the small nitpicky parts. The rest is probably more major. I would say the Deus Machina of Quicksilver was um, annoying. He's an overpowered character that they can't. Oh, yeah, when he comes in and saves everyone? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know how they're going to go forward with this character because he literally can do everything. Yeah. Um, Oh, this is going backward a little bit. Some of the, um, the, Music and pop culture references that are in Quicksilver's room are kind of cool. Like right, you the like... Rush and the Pink Floyd poster and the video, the arcade games. Yeah, those are kind of cool. Yeah, but okay, that's just going on very t- small. Going on that, some of the like try trying at the eighty stuff did not work. Yeah, I was kind of complaining the entire time. Now that I think of it, how they kept tr- it, it seemed like they were trying to make it look eighties, but unlike movies like Stranger Things. Or let's say like, I'm trying to think of a movie that does the 80s really, really well. Stranger Things, I think, has done the best job that I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, oh, oh. I had I had it for just a split second. Oh, yeah. The, wedi- the, was, the Wedding eight Singer eight. with, with Adam Sandler. Really well. Sin City? Since 8. Since 8. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, thought you, I thought you were saying Sin City. That's like, is, that, is that meant to look 80s? No. Yeah. Um... The wedding singer, they got the hair right, the clothes and all that. Um, but th- this just looks like they decided to use a lot of bright colors. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a 15-year-old's interpretation of what the 80s might have been. Yeah. It looks like a costume party. Yeah. Where everyone's like kind of going for these certain looks, but it's just not quite right. Um. The attention to detail was just kind of lacking. And, I mean, that just goes in tandem with what you were saying about prosthetics and makeup. And, oh, my God, how bad does Apocalypse look? Oh, my gosh. That's that's on one of the, like, biggest flaws. See, that, okay, that's a bit up there. That's, yeah. that's getting up there. It's so bad. I just it's thought it was so relevant. Bad. Um, next, I would say a lot of these bad things, the 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 lesser bad things are because we're X-Men fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say that. The, I would say the greater bad things are what every moviegoer would say is bad. 
Yeah. Um, the next one on my list is Cody on on your hand. How many times can you count that Mystique was ever the leader of the X Men in the comics? Oh God, never zero. So at the you end know of why? this movie, because she's, she's a, a villain. villain. At the end of this movie, Mystique is officially she's a, the she, leader. Yeah, she's officially the leader of these new X Men, these new teens. The leader. Yeah. <sighs> and Mrs. I'm proud to be blue, proud to be mutant is never in her blue form, her original uh, blue form, because she's Jennifer Lawrence and wants to be recognized as uh, just Jennifer Lawrence, apparently. Man, so you have you have Scott Summers and Storm. You have Cyclops and Storm on the same team, and neither of them are the leaders. And that's, you know, getting back to that something I didn't really dig about uh, the old X-Men movies was I thought that in the old X-Men movies, Cyclops was kind of a wimp. He was. To begin with. And in this, not only does he seem kind of still a little emo-y, but um, oh, by he, the way, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't really get much screen time or many lines. No. And he's supposed, to be, he's, he's supposed to be Cyclops, man. This is a terrible character. They have, they have ruined this character. Uh, he is misunderstood. You know, he's the jokester. He's the he's the the prankster in school. Uh, it just annoys me. Like, and then you have freaking havoc. Is his older brother who's who is the one that brings him to Xavier, which is stupid. Uh, I did okay. One thing I thought they did get right was uh, I thought that havoc and Professor X had pretty awesome eighties quaffs. Their hair. Their hair. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Kevin couldn't stop laughing yeah. at Havoc's hair. Yeah. With the sunglasses. I thought he looked kind of cool. <laughs> but Kevin had the classic, uh, you know, Kevin chuckle. Yeah. Where, where he can't, he's like rolling he's, around on the couch every laughing. Every time he shows up. Yeah. Yeah. It, just everything about Cyclops was bad. Everything about Jean Grey was bad. Uh, oh, yeah. She it was, was just bland. She was weak sauce. It's, it's annoying that- Her little Phoenix thing- and it's annoying that they can't. I was like, "What a pathetic they attempt!" They can't call her Marvel Girl, and that annoys me. Like, I need if this is going to be the X Men team. It's like, why can't you have Marvel Girl Cyclops? Uh, I don't know. It was bad. Then, then you have Angel Archangel, who mm. is an edgy emo kid from Germany, who's a bad guy. Yeah, kill me, Cody. And what's funny? My is favorite. They kind of they kind of made me hate a scene because of a song that the had Metallica a song. song the, the, four the, the Four Horsemen, which is a song that I like. Yeah, and I was like, this is corny, and it's not the song. It's it's the way they did the scene with the song. Yeah, it was Apocalypse looking for his Four Horsemen. Yeah, which apparently are just the first four mutants that he connects with the, the first four mutants he decides to connect with oh that brings me to two other things so of course there is the mo- the classic the infamous moment uh like the four horsemen of the apocalypse oh my god from the bible or maybe or the, the bible, bible got from <laughs> i hate that line so much and i think we already did say that yeah on the show at least six or seven hundred times we said that at least you know seven hundred times on the show that we hate that line oh it's but, so um, bad it's just so in your face. Uh, Honest Trailers brought up a very valid point that I respect uh, 
so much because it's funny and true. Um, this dude can disintegrate things and do pretty much whatever he wants, and then he doesn't really do it ever again no. after the first, like once or first or second time he does yeah. it. And okay, yep, he's all powerful, and then he never does that again. No. Um. Uh, spoiler alert! But he loves to put Archangel people. He loves dies. to put people in walls. That was funny that he did that a second time. When he um, because in the beginning of the movie he puts that one dude inside the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> and then he puts Cyclops in the <laughs> he wall, puts right? Cyclops in a wall, kind yeah. of. And then he breaks out. Yeah. And and that CG looked terrible. Oh, that was the other thing. So just the CG and both the uh, CG and practical effects alike were terrible. Yes. It was not good. It was bad. Um, there was that hilarious moment when we were watching it and you pointed out where the set stopped and the backdrop <laughs> began. It's that scene that went on forever. Yeah, the green where, screen. Like, I feel like they just kept going back to it. and We were just thinking, you, can this stop? It was literally like uh, a set from Star Trek, the original Star Trek series. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you could see the rocks that were practical effects and then the backdrop. The green screen? Green or, screen, yeah. It was that bad. And I even I paused the movie, and I went, guys, look, like you can see where it is. And then everyone, like it was Kevin and Cody, were just like, yeah, no, that's that's definitely noticeable. And then every scene after that, you're like, Andrew, I can't unsee this now. Yeah. And then also, I remember saying that I thought that there were certain Star Trek characters in the original series that had better makeup than Apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, his makeup, his face design was just So weird. I would say the CG and practical effects are up there with one of the greatest, like the great bads of this the movie. The really big crimes. Um, at the end, they got their suits, which were still not that great. I would say Cyclops's is probably the only one that looks like it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, his visor was kind of cool. At the very end. Yeah. Um, but other than that, there is a scene where Mystique is like, it's time to suit up. And you're like, oh, they're going to get their new costumes. And then she literally gives them black leather suits. And I went, this is the first movie all over again with the costumes. Mm-hmm. Like, no one has unique suits. They're just these black garbage things. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was. Yeah. And then the Blackbird looked terrible. Yeah, the Blackbird was kind of, I mean. I thought that was dumb. I thought it was dumb. That's not the Blackbird. It was... Uh, I don't really remember too well. It was like a weird... Like, I remember not being impressed by yeah. it. Uh, and then... I, I, I can't really say Angel's that. death was... Just bad. Do you even remember? No. It's when he crashes in the, the plane that they crash into the ground and he's in. And he just dies. Yeah, also, that was another complaint of mine, is that Archangel's strong enough to survive that. Isn't he? Well, he would just get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. He will... He, he would, literally has wings that he can die, tear through I, rem- I remember him dying in a situation that he could have escaped in the comics. Yeah. Hmm. It was really bad. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I would. S- Do you have any more to add to it? I'm just. I'm just trying to oh, recap everything. Magneto's freaking family dying at the beginning. Oh yeah, we've like, talked about this at least five times. I. I understand the gravity of the situation. Its execution is awful, though. Yes, the execution is horrible. Uh, for one scene, 
And it's the scene where they actually die. And the way they die does not, it just, it's physically not possible, in mm-hmm. my opinion. The there arrow is a, shooting. There is a guy with a, a wooden bow that is very flimsy who shoots a wooden arrow into his daughter, into the back of his daughter. By accident, right? I think it was on purpose. Okay. But he wasn't, he really wasn't aiming. He very wasn't looking intently. at her. He wasn't looking at her at all. Like it was he was looking off to the side and he shot this bow. It wasn't the string wasn't pulled back too far, so it wasn't that much power. The arrow goes straight through his daughter, through her back, which everyone knows the back is loaded with bones. There's lots of bone there. Goes through her back, kills her immediately, and then sticks into the mom who is holding her daughter, it goes through the daughter and then goes into the mom enough to kill her as well. Mm-hmm. That is the strongest man in the world mm-hmm. to be able to do that. Because you can't just simply fire a bow and arrow and have it be no. like that. You, you, shoot, you, you, you have shoot to shoot a, with intent. You shoot a bow. If, have you, have like, you ever held one? Yes. You shoot a bow like at a bale of hay, mm-hmm. which I would say... Is probably if it if it is stronger than the human bone, it's a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and that thing barely punctures an arrow with a with a compound bow. Ca- wow, compound bow, mm-hmm. uh, which are pretty strong. The weight behind them, like you are going to have, like a it's going to go in a good chunk. Yeah. It is not going to go straight through this bale of hay and into another bale of hay. Like instantly. I don't know. It was weak. It was so weak. And then that spurred this whole moment with Magneto, which we have seen so many times, which yeah. is Magneto at the beginning is kind of a good guy and you kind of understand him. And then all of a sudden something tragic happens and now Magneto hates humanity and mm-hmm. wants to kill them again. Yep. And then by the end of the movie, Magneto realizes, you know, Charles Xavier is right. I don't need to destroy humanity and mm-hmm. then and then saves the day. Yep. That happened in every single one of these reboot movies. Brian Singer made this movie, by the way. That's all it needs to be said. Brian Singer. Brian Singer. I mean he made the first two X Men movies. He also made Superman Returns. He did, and that was not that great. No. It was better than X Men Apocalypse though. It was. Kevin Spacey's uh, Lex. Lex Luthor alone is better than Apocalypse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, that is our take. If I had to give this movie a rating, I'd give it a 3 out of 10. Yeah, i give it a 3 also. Yeah. And for, for those who do not know, that is, that's actually really low for me. Because if I sat through a movie, I, it's an automatic five. I actually thought that it was more boring and time-wasting than Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Yeah. Suicide Squad had better moments in Wow, in, that is a statement. It is. Because I is. cannot stand Suicide Neither Squad. Neither can we. Like, no. we oh, thought gosh. We thought it was bad. But I would say... Suicide it's a bigger time had, waster. Suicide yeah. Squad, for all its flaws, I didn't really know exactly what to expect. Yeah. At least it was there was there was a little bit of mystery um sprinkled throughout the the story. Yeah. But it was, you know, it was poorly done. 
X-Men Apocalypse was just this, this predictable pile of crap the entire way through. Yeah. It's like, here's the bad guys running after the good guys. Here's the good guys firing back. Here's the, and it just, it's just so cliche. There was, like you said, there was no subplots. No. There was nothing interesting going on under the surface. It was, also, it was truly how, just Apocalypse versus the X-Men. was the dialogue of the army chiefs? What do they say? I'm trying to remember. remember. There, there was a. Where, <laughs> where did they come from? Oh, oh yeah. who, who shot those <laughs> missiles? The men. Oh, oh yeah, the what? men. <laughs> where are they going? Up. Up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad. Up. Up. The way he says it, he's like, it's like no duh, Sherlock. Yeah. You stupid bimbo. Um, no, it was the men. The men who shot those missiles. The man. Oh, it was so bad. Maybe that was supposed to be funny, but it didn't feel like it. It didn't seem like it was intentional. No, like they tried to make it serious. Up. Up. Where are the missiles going? Up. Yeah. Where else are they going? I don't know, man. <sighs> Do you remember what I said to you before we watched it too? I said, you said, you said this movie. I said, I said we're probably going to be surprised. Going to be surprised. It isn't going to be that bad. And I said we're always less critical of movies that aren't brand new. Yeah, no, nope. it was worse than I thought. Yep. Yeah, I was wrong. I said I'm probably not going to hate this movie, and I don't know that I would say I hate it. I just, I just don't care about it at all. No, I think it's awful. Yeah. Fact. Fact. Yeah. So that is our take on X-Men Apocalypse. X-Men Apocalypse. We don't have any favorite recent reads. Or no. Golden Oldies or Never Have I Evers. So. I still have to finish my Green Lantern, Green Arrow, which I'm I'm literally an issue, maybe two away from finishing. I have my Daredevil Volume 1. I have my TMNT Volume 4. I have things to read. I've just also had a I will life. have things to read Wednesday when I get paid. Nice. And I'm going to go and buy comics. Big money. Big money. Well, thank you for listening to us rant. Yeah, this was definitely give you some a rant-oriented news. topic. Very much so. That's Next all it was. Week, it wasn't even a topic. It was Cody and Andrew rant. Yeah. Next week, we should be talking about Thor Ragnarok. Uh, that comes out this Thursday. Um... Should be fun. Uh, so go see it this weekend so you can listen to our thoughts about it. Does that mean I have to see it? Sweet. Uh, I mean, I can just text you when we're done talking. You don't about have it. to. But you should. You should. I should. It looks It looks fun. I am expecting, like, lowest rating, eight. Mm-hmm. Highest, nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it just looks like a, a ball of fun. That's why I'm expecting out of this movie. Yeah. Going with good expectations. That's why I always say. Well, see you later, folks. We're out of time. Bye.